thanks for joining the SoarCast, where we talk about drones, manned aircraft, and satellites, and how they relate to geospatial products found on the SOAR platform. Welcome, everyone, to the SARCast. It's Darren, and today I have um, an exciting guest. Uh, today we're interviewing Aiden Holding, and he is a uh, local drone um, flyer out of Western Australia. As you know, we, as you may know, we're based out of Western Australia, and so um, Aiden's a local pilot. And um, you can probably tell that um, Aiden is a little bit younger than the standard uh, demographic for a, for a drone flyer, but he is uh, having fun and doing lots of things. So. Aiden, welcome to the SoarCast. Hello, thank you, Darren. Yeah, well, it's it's really good to have you here, and um, you know, it's it's uh, it's an interesting story how um, I guess Aiden found us, and then we found um, Aiden, and um, yes, through the through the network, we've we uh, we networked a little bit with uh, another uh, YouTuber named uh, Kelly Shores. He's got a channel, Ready Set Drone, and that's actually how um, Aiden found us. So. Aiden is actually um, at home, and uh, we're interviewing him. So, um, Aiden, probably the first question that everybody wants to know: How old are you, Aiden? I'm 14 years old. 14 years old, very good. And um, I've already given away where you're based. Um, what um, What are you doing? Maybe you can tell us sort of what year you're in at school and uh, what you do for fun. So I'm in year nine mm -hmm. at school and then for fun I I do taekwondo and obviously flying drones and I've just started learning Arduino coding. Well um, very good I'm impressed with um, with well with all three of those but I didn't know about uh, the Arduino nor did I know about the taekwondo. Do you get tired of uh, answering the question are you a black belt? <laughs> no, not yet. I've only just started. <laughs> uh -huh. Okay. Well, um, I mean, I remember doing a little bit of karate um, many years ago, but uh, I loved it. So good on you. And um, well, good luck with that. So um, you might actually just uh, let us know. I mean, we already gave away a little bit, but um, how did you, one, how did you sort of find the SOAR platform? And two, since you found it, what have you been doing on the SOAR platform? So I originally found it on YouTube via Kelly at Ready, Set, Drain. And it was when you were doing the giveaway for the DJI Spark. And then I thought, hmm, let me try this new software. And I started uploading just my, you know, at first there wasn't like you could upload any images, I think, like it didn't have to be top down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but then like I started uploading my top downs and everything, and then yeah, I found out about the mapping. Mm -hmm. Well, that's and that's certainly something we're gonna get we're gonna get into a little bit more later. So um, it's um, it's quite exciting because in a way we've we've been with you sort of through that journey. So your initial steps into mapping were through our platform, and which is which is quite interesting. And and we might be giving things away here um, because. We do have a mapping platform uh, built into Zora, but it's currently in beta status, but certainly anybody listening here can uh, contact us through, our, through the various channels 
And uh, we'd certainly be happy to, um, or excited to get you, you guys involved and testing that. So thanks for, you know, pointing that out. I'm curious, how did you, you know, you're relatively young. I think my first drone was, was only a few years ago and I'm a few years away from uh, 14. How, how did you get into <laughs> flying drones? Um, so originally it was my dad's friend. He came around and he had the Phantom 4. And he, he let me fly around with it quickly. And yeah, and ever since then, my, my uncles started getting into them. So then I started flying their drones whenever they were around. And yeah, eventually I saved up my pocket money and bought my first drone, which was the DJI Spark. And um, for those of you that are, are listening, it's actually, if you get onto SOAR and you can... Um, search for either drone images or maps in the uh, Perth area, and you're bound to find some from, from Aiden. And so um, it sounds like a lot of what you've done has been um, kind of just self-trained. Um, is, that, is that pretty much the case? You've just sort of run with it and, and learned as you went? Yeah, self-trained and a lot of YouTube videos. <laughs> I, I, uh, I hear you because... Um, Hey, it's where we all go when we, we want to find something out quickly and, and there's people happy to share. So that's, that's good to know. Um, and so you mentioned you're flying a, a Spark. Um, what's your next drone? Do you have your eyes on, on the next drone? Yes, I do. Mavic Air 2. Mavic Air 2. Well, um, they're pretty impressive. And yeah. yeah. Well, we, we hope that you can. Um, how, close are you to, <laughs> how close are you to getting one? Yeah, quite far. <laughs> <laughs> well, very good. Um, but incidentally, uh, we've been running a, um, a mapping con competition on SOAR, and uh, whereby all maps that are uploaded to the system uh, can be rated or, or liked by, um, by individuals. And so uh, happy to share that Aiden was uh, last week's winner of, of the competition. So it's just that little bit closer towards uh, having enough cash to get that um, Mavic Air 2. And we're happy to be you know, a part of that. And certainly you can go on to um, his profile on SOAR and see what he's doing. And we'll talk a little bit more about, besides taking top-down images, images that are map quality, he's making maps with those images through the SOAR platform. So we're, um, we're glad that he's, he's sort of harnessed the capabilities of a, of a Spark. And, and actually, um, a lot of people um, don't actually think of the Spark as, as sort of a... Uh, as a, I don't know, a commercial drone or a drone that you can make maps with. A lot of people claim that it's just a hobby drone, but certainly the, the JPEG images that um, it renders are, are definitely, you know, high quality. They're 12 megapixel. And um, if you're able to uh, acquire your images in a, in a grid or in high enough density, they can certainly be used in a map. So um, what about, what about uh, your friends? Do you have friends that drone? Uh, yeah, so I have two friends. One's got a Spark and one had the Mavic Air, the first Mavic Air. Yeah. And okay. so I was the first one out of them to get a drone, but mm. they were also looking at it at the same time. And so, yeah, yeah, that was really fun. We all used to like meet up and fly around and all that. Yeah, but yeah. believe it or not, I, I never thought flying around, uh, you know, with other people would be a lot of fun. I went on a, 
it was a fly day and there was probably like uh, at least 15 other, well, maybe about 10 other guys, but you can imagine 10 drones all taking off the same place. It was a little bit unnerving. And I got the award for the oldest drone um, in the fleet. And, uh, but hey, we were all out there having fun. So it's, it's actually quite, um, quite interesting to see, um, to just be in that space. And, and yeah, people love sharing, a, I don't know, the experience. Um, so next question, have you ever crashed? Yes, I have. <laughs> so this is actually my second spark. Okay, so yeah. sounds like I, now everybody's going to want to hear the story. Can you just walk us through that story? What happened? So I was quite new to drones and I had had mine for like four or five months now. And I thought it would be a fun idea to tie something onto it and fly around. I'd seen a couple people do it on YouTube and thought it would be fun to try and so I, you know, I tried getting a, one of those parachute men, the small toys, mm -hmm. and I attached it via lanyard. And when I was at, um, like, high in the sky, it was, um, it released. And then when I was coming down, it whipped round and wrapped round the propeller and stopped the motor, and it just fell. Fell like a rock and yeah, it probably didn't come out of that too well, I can imagine. Um, yeah, been have, a bit safer since then. <laughs> yeah. Do you have video of that? No, unfortunately I wasn't recording at the time. Uh, <laughs> otherwise you would, uh, you would have quite a few hits on YouTube. Um, so besides um, launching uh, army men in parachutes off drones, is there anything else that's uh, surprised you about drones? Just the capabilities of them and how they're being integrated into like the police department, the fire department, like inspections and all that. Mm -hmm. With yeah. the mapping and, and all. Yeah. Um, and is there anything that um, appeals to you sort of in, in that space? So is there anything you know, like you mentioned that, that the various uh, public services are using the drones. Um, are, are there, has there anything in, in um, any of those services or things that you can, can do with drones that you sort of want to get more into or, or look into more? So definitely like using them at beaches and stuff to look out for sharks. They've started doing that around. Mm -hmm. And also the inspections. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, you're um, where you are in sort of the north of, of Perth. You have um, you're fairly close to some really nice beaches. So I guess um, have you ever seen a, a a drone? I'm sorry, a drone. Have you ever seen a shark with your drone? No, not yet. Yeah. Uh, I would love to just to get photos of it though. Yeah. Well. Um, I mean, it's, yeah, I, I suppose once you see it, you'll, you'll know it, you'll know it's there. Um, I haven't either, but that being said, um, the last time I flew my drone over the ocean, it was very, the wind was blowing offshore. So off the beach. And, um, I took, I sort of, I was looking at the screen and didn't realize that the wind was just carrying the drone further and further offshore. And luckily I was able to come down to a lower elevation and sneak back to shore. Um, 
Yeah. So, um, it, you know, even judging by your, your profile on sort, it looks like you've flown around a few places. Like, um, I think it was kind of the South Africa, some of the countries down there. And then as well as, um, as, uh, even the UK. So, um, what's the, what's the most exciting place you've flown your drone? Um, probably so far France. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, I don't think I've got any photos on saw there, but it was definitely an amazing place to fly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. Um, I don't know. One of the things that I like about, um, drone, uh, obviously I see a lot of drone images, uh, cause we approve them all as they come into the platform and, um, places like, uh, you know, France have a lot of old architecture and very, um, the word I'm looking for. Um, oh, I can't, can't think of the word, but it's it's very arch architecturally pleasing. So um, a lot of the things like traffic circles or the, the way the streets are streets and gardens symmetrical. I was looking for that. A lot of yeah. things are very symmetrical and they, they make for great photography. So certainly I would love to fly there as well too. So what is Soar Plus? Well, imagine if Google Earth and Dropbox had a baby. Soar Plus is the premier solution that allows users to store, view and share maps and imagery on one simple mapping platform. Think of Soar Plus as your own digital atlas. Find out more by visiting us at soar.earth. You know, I, th I think as a, as a young guy, you probably have a lot of good advice. Um, and it sounds like your, your journey into drones was quite, um, you know, organic. You, you basically saw, saw the ones you like to get or you'd like to get into that. So um, what would you say to, um, you know, to somebody that's looking into drones? What, would, what kind of drone do you think is a good drone to start out with? So I think like now there's a Mavic Mini. Mm -hmm as well. I think that's a great drone as well because it's newer than the Spark. It's just come out like end of last year. So, and it's relatively cheap for a drone and good camera quality and everything you'd want. Um, safe to fly. Yeah, I think that would be like, if I was to do it again, I'd probably go with the Mavic Mini. Okay. And um, two questions. What's the, <laughs> what's the best advice you've gotten about a drone? And um, yeah, what, what, what advice would you give to somebody flying a drone or, or starting out flying drones? Um, probably the best advice I've gotten is to fly until you've maxed out the capabilities of your drone. Mm -hmm. then upgrade instead mm -hmm. of upgrade without mm -hmm. using the full potential of your drone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like, I like that advice. It's really good. Cause um, you know, honestly, I, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on some Facebook groups and, and you see guys, they post, Oh, this is my first flight with a <laughs> Mavic, 
Mavic 2 Pro or, or, you know, an Inspire and you think, gosh, you sure put a lot of cash out there and, and you're right. Um, I think that applies to, you know, a lot of things, um, you know, I don't know if it's learn the hard way, but, you know, learn the basics, I guess. And then once you upgrade, you really will appreciate, you know, the, um, the best of the kit. And, uh, you know, even from my story, like I, I fly, a, um, it's a Phantom 3 standard, um, bought it just before they, I guess, quit making them. But um, I like it because it's a lot of this stuff seems very manual and there's less sort of automation and you've kind of got to have your wits more about you and the range is, isn't as far. So I can't do silly things like fly it too far away and not see it. Yeah. So I like, I like that. That's, that's good advice. Um, what are you, can you tell us, what are you studying at school? So, um, obviously I do, do all my mesh subjects. So math, English, science and humanities, but then for, I do a lot of like, metalwork, woodwork, engineering studies and all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I like practical stuff where I'm making something. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what, and what do you think you'll um, study at uni or, or do you know? Um, probably do something to do with like ph photography or videography and or engineering, something to do with engineering, yeah. Yeah, and I, I suppose flying drones gives you, um, you know, a, a bit of a uh, insight on, into those subjects because you're handling a somewhat scientific device or a very intricate device, and it's not as if, um, you know, it's doing all the work. You still have to know what, what's happening and, and what it's doing. Um, I think that actually will give us a good, you know, sort of, segue into what, what you're doing with, with mapping. So um, just to reiterate, we have uh, a beta product on SOAR, which we're calling the uh, SOAR DMT dr Drone Mosaicing Toolset. And uh, it's a mapping application. It's stitching of images to build both um, orthomosaics, which is, uh, for those who haven't heard, a collection of images to make one large photo map. So hundreds of images um, can become one large photo. And so you can get really high resolution over a really large area um, as opposed to just what, what you can get with one drone image. And then the other product is the elevation model, the um, digital surface model, which is a model of all the, all the elements in the, in the photograph. So the tops of buildings, the tops of trees, those types of things. And, and if it's bare ground, you're certainly getting the uh, elevation model, the true elevation model. Um, so, Maybe you can tell us um, kind of how you got into the mapping application or the mapping end of things and, and maybe why you wanted to get into that. So I had been looking for like a while mm -hmm. with other services before DMT came out mm -hmm. and like Pix4D and drone deploying all them, mm -hmm. but they wouldn't work with the Spark. That mm -hmm. was the one problem I had. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then when saw announced well they sent an email i think to everyone and yeah and i just knew that i had to go for it mm -hmm. and try it so yeah that was really fun yeah oh that's that's good to hear um and yeah so aiden did make a, a good point that um sometimes there's limitations with the, the spark. I think it, I believe it has to do with the way the, uh, the GPS chipset inside them 
writes the, uh, the timestamp and those other applications, um, perhaps they do a, a correction related to the, the timestamping, but uh, our application perhaps takes a different, um, I guess uses a different, different processing or doesn't account for that uh, particular parameter. And then so it's, it's happy to use the images as long as it has things like uh, latitude, longitude and elevation. And then effectively, um, ours can go ahead and, and start processing the images. And so, I, yeah, I think, I think that in some ways the, the Spark um, may have limited some people who, who had a drone, but then they wanted to sort of, you know, move on to the, the other uh, utilities that you can, um, you can map with. But I, I suppose in, in your case, you found that um, you were building uh, waypoint missions and I believe it was Drone Harmony, was, is that correct? Yeah, for Harmony, um, yeah. Okay, yeah, and, and so we've we've partnered with, with Drone Harmony because we just felt that um, they they're very good at their their application works very well on Android and many of our uh, mapping applications are on Android and uh, the I guess the documentation, um, but also the flexibility of the the application. It's it is designed as a uh, flight mapping application. So you you build the the um, flight plans and then and then it controls your drone to to do the, the mapping um what so what are these how big are these missions missions that you're flying like what's the average size of a mission that you're flying with your drone so i've done some that are 70 acres big mm -hmm. okay. and yeah so that's all three batteries drained completely mm -hmm. And yeah, so I've been doing quite a few of those. And they're about like 230 images. Mm. Well, that's, um, yeah. oh, that's, that's certainly, uh, that's, that's a good, that's a good chunk. And I, and from memory, the, um, you know, the range, the battery life on the, on the um, sparks is probably a little bit less than even a Mavic Air or, or even a, a Phantom. Is that correct? Yeah. It's around, it, DJI says it's 16 minutes, but I get around like 10 to 12. Yeah, which is fair enough. I mean, my old drone, I think the, I think it's supposed to do 20 to 25 or so. Um, but when I'm planning missions, anything, 15 is usually the limit. Once, once it hits 15 minutes, it's got 30 minutes power, battery power left. And then I just, I fly home. Um, don't think I've ever, <laughs> don't think I've ever drained a battery um, completely. Um, thank goodness. Um, but of course they'll land by themselves too, if the battery gets too low. Um, yeah. So, um, what kind of, what it, it's, it, I think it'd be interesting to highlight what kind of things like that you're seeing, I guess, both from the orthomosaics, but also, also from the elevation models, what kind of things are you seeing that weren't apparent, uh, from the ground? So mainly the quality compared to like Google Maps and mm. all that, that's mm. like a big thing because you can get so much more pixels per centimeter. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's been really amazing seeing all the detail. Mm -hmm. And the elevation maps are really cool to look at, like yeah. seeing, and you can see where the trees are and the houses and all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it's it's probably worth um, pointing out that one of the, the one of the products is the elevation model, but um, it is produced as a uh, basically just a, a 
one large image with a corresponding elevation value. So you sort of need to um, color render that. And, and there's various ways, you, you know, generally in a geographic information systems um, application. So uh, just to, um, I don't know, sort of float our own boat, did you then go in and utilize QGIS to color render your, um, yeah. you did? Well, I'm, I'm yeah, very, I'm very um, you know, pleased and, and impressed to hear that. So what Aiden's done is he's used uh, QGIS, which is, stands for Quantum GIS. It's a free GIS application. It's quite, uh, it's quite usable. Um, it's what we use in the, in the office and it's used uh, around the world and it's, and it's free and it does, I think there are people who are using it for all of their, um, all of their GIS work. So way beyond what, what I do, um, but it's, it's good to know that, that you were able to access that um, and make use of that. So um, do you have any, are there any areas that um, you, you would like to map? You know, any, any areas that, that you thought, oh, that I think that would be a great place to map, but you, maybe you haven't gotten out there. Farms like fields and stuff, I think that would be really fun to map. And then up in the Perth Hills, mm -hmm. okay. to see the like elevation models from there would be amazing. Yeah, okay. Um, well, very good, very good, Aiden. Um, and uh, yeah, so do you have any, do you have any, plan, any trips planned um, coming up, like any, any local travel in Western Australia where you're gonna be able to bring the drone along? Yeah, so um, school holidays are coming up. So mm. I think we're going to Albany. Mm. And then I'm also going to go down to Bunbury. I have a mate there. Okay. Who I'm going to go see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, um, that's good, good to hear. And, and we'll be looking forward to either maps or images that you, you bring back from yeah. bo both of those locations. And um, hey, it's been, it's been great, you know, having a chat with you and, and uh, we're excited that you've um, come along to uh, you know have a have a crack at the SOAR DMT with us, and that that um, I don't know that, that the uh, application is is sort of uh, keeping your interest and in, in keeping you in the game in, in terms of drones. So um, it's been really good good having you. Thanks for joining us on the Sarcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Very good, and thanks everyone for joining us uh, on the Sarcast. Um, tune in to our next Sarcast where we'll be talking about drones, airplanes, satellites, definitely something that has to do with geospatial information. Thanks, everyone. And that's all we have time for today. Tune in to our next Sarcast for more discussion on geospatial products found on SOAR. Sure.